Okay. <clears throat> We're going now to finish the chapter. We're focusing today on additional thoughts to think to help us arouse this constant fear and submission to God. And throughout this chapter, of course, we've been giving ourselves many very practical ideas to think of to have at least this foundational basic fear of God as a constant in our life. And today we're going to continue with many practical ideas. So the first one is, if we're thinking of fearing a king, of course the king is a human manifestation of a god. So we're thinking of the king. What are we fearing when we look at a king? Is it is it his body? Is it his bulk? We're fearing him that's inside that body. Because when the king's sleeping, his body's still exactly the same, but we don't have any fear. Because him, his life forces, are sleeping now. So it's, I can't see his life energy. I can see his body. I can't see that which is vivifying his body, but that's truly what I'm fearing. So if you're looking at God and you say, well, I can't look at God. I can't see God, so I can't fear him. If I saw him, that would be such an awesome sight that would evoke my fear. But in a human king, you're not seeing that which is creating the fear either. What you're seeing is his, his outward manifestation, the body. This is a bit like if we could say you have the garments. Because when we're looking at creation, if we're looking at the heaven and the earth and the constellations and the galaxies and all the natural forces, those are all like the garments around the king. And a king, if he's naked, or if he has one garment, or if he has 20 ceremonial robes, you fear him the same. It's not because his body is completely blocked by all those robes and you have no clue what's underneath all those robes. You still fear him exactly the same. So we're looking at creation and understanding these are the robes, the garments of God, and I have no clue what the body looks like under those robes. It doesn't make a difference. The robes are reminding me that there's a king within those robes. And from the energy of the king, which I cannot see in any case ever, that's what elicits the fear. So when I'm looking at creation and I'm remembering this, it's just training myself to look in a certain way and look at all the majestic and awe-inspiring natural world around us. And when I look at this majesty and I remember these are the external garments of the ultimate king God, this evokes in me a reminder of God's inner vitality. And this evokes the fear. So this is belief. Belief in Hebrew is faith is the word emuna. But belief, faith, also has a concept of training because emuna does not only mean belief, it also means training, habituating oneself. So we all have a natural belief that requires no practice, no knowledge, no practice, the instinct of the Jew. But we also have emuna that we habituate ourselves to, that we train ourselves in. So here in this chapter, the Rebbe is asking us to train ourselves to look around the natural world and recognize it as the garments of God. And to look at all the awe-inspiring, if it's the Niagara Falls or the Grand Canyon or a shooting star, whatever it is, and say, this is the external garment. What's God inside these garments? Now, on the side note, another way of looking at the constellations and the galaxies is that they're the courtiers. They're the ministers bowing to the king. And if you were in the king's uh, courtyard. You can't see the king. He's very far from you. We see many, many very significant-looking ministers and officers and servants, and suddenly they all start bowing. 
You can't see who they're bound to. He's way beyond your vision. But you see these very, very important nobles, and they're in such a state of nullification. It gives you such an awe of the king. But we don't see the king. We see all of the stars, and they're constantly in this movement of setting in the west, which means all day long they rise in the east and they set to the west. They rise in the east and they set to the west. And the reason why they're all day setting towards the west is because God's presence is found in the west. So it's just all day long they're bowing to the king. So again, if you look at the stars this way, it evokes in you an awe of God that they're all bowing to. If you look at the majesty of the natural world and understand it's the external garments of God, it evokes in you a fear of the vitality within those garments of God himself. And through emuna, through training ourselves and habituating ourselves in this fashion, we can evoke a constant emuna, a constant belief and fear of God. And additionally, we should focus on accepting the authority of God, the sovereignty of God, just as we have to accept, literally, the yoke, the sovereignty of our human king, which is given to us as a metaphor for us to understand our relationship to God. So just as God puts aside all the spiritual realms and heavenly spheres to be one with us, we have to put aside everything else, everything we would otherwise be serving and worshiping, to submit ourselves to his authority. And we do this every day verbally in the Shema prayer. And just as we articulate this in the Shema prayer, we express this in our body in the Amidah, in the Shemona Esrei, when we bow. That the bowings are our submission of our body expressing this acceptance of the yoke of heaven, of God's yoke on us.